Everyone, good morning. Let's get started. Yesterday was Daf Nun Vav. That means today is Nun Zayin. We're going to do a review of yesterday's Daf and then get to today's. We're learning Lili Nishmas, Fulun Bashmul Shimon, Yisham Emilia, Daniel Bernet Baruch Ben Yudalei Beimi, and Aftali Osben Chem Yisrael Levi, and also Rufuah Shalem Etoel Needed. Amen. And with that, we'll take. Yes, we'll take it up on the towards the top of the page on Dafnun Vavam and Aleph. We talked about uh, an interesting halacha that uh, blood that comes that a person uh, comes from that body part uh, that uh, that causes the, that causes a person to be a zav. But if it's blood that comes out, it's actually taller than blood. Okay, um, and uh, the question is is that. Uh, how do you know that? So the Gemara says it's actually a, a pasuk. The pasuk says, uh, the pasuk says um, that uh, you might think that that blood that comes out of the mouth or from there should be tummy, and that's why it says zovo tummy who takra. It's a limitation. The problem with this, so it's tummy, meaning the ziva flow is tummy and not blood that comes from the mouth or from there. Now the question is, um, rather it starts. So the question is, is that. If you we paid attention before, we had a ribuyakra from the by 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 that to include meraglayim urine as what is included, and uh, that's from the vizos. And then we have a miut over here, and we're saying the meat is going on the dam and the rib is going on meraglayim. How do you know it's that way? Maybe it's the other way around. That's Kumar's question. So Rabbi says that is because we look at the qualities of the example of what is metama, which is reik, spit, guy's saliva. Now saliva, the way it works is, it builds up in your mouth and then it goes out. <clears throat> so things that work that way, like urine also, builds up your bladder and then comes out, same thing. So the Gemara says, well, if that's the criteria, so then milk of a woman should really be the same thing. And we know that the woman who was a zava, and if she has milk that she produces, it's only metama birviyas as a, as mashkin. It's not even metama the high level tumachamura. Now the question is, well, but if it's the bill, so that what's the deal with that? So the Gemara explains um, that it's a little different. You're right. It's uh, it has to be dumya de roch like we started, but roch has two qualities. Quality number one is that it's misagel viyotze that it builds up and then it goes out. But quality number two is that it's also chosar v'nivla, that it also can be swallowed back in. So too, anything that is both directions, in and out, that's a, that, that's a thing. And that excludes chala, because chala v'isha, is, although it is mis'agal v'yot, as we're saying that it builds up before it leaves, but uh, the body, but it's not chosar v'nivla, and that's the difference. So the Gemara says, I don't understand Why are we looking to Roke as the paradigm, as the example? Why don't we look at Ziva as the example? And then we would come out that it has to be similar to Ziva, and then we'd say that Dam would work, because it's not Misagal Viyotzi. In other words, maybe we should have the exact opposite conclusion. So Gemara says we could not have learned from Ziva, because the Zav, the Ziva flow is very different than uh, something else. Why? Because it is what is what makes him into a Zav, or makes her into a Zava. So that's what makes, since that's what's conveying the Tumma, makes sense that it should be Tumma. As opposed to anything else, we'd assume not, unless, that's why we need a Repasog of Rok, to extend it to, all, to other liquids that are similar to Rok. Okay.
took us to the next topic, which was the sherets that dried up. So we saw a halacha that although it is true that the dried sherets is not metame, but it's not always not metame. Sometimes it will be. If it still maintains its form, meaning it's dried, but you can still you see the full shape of the sherets, just happens to be dried out, the shildo kayemes is the Gemara's expression, it'll still be tame. I it says that's when it's not the full sherets, it's only a part of the sherets, a piece of the sherets. Okay. <coughs> so Reb Sarah says, ah, so how do we see this drasha? We mentioned this drasha is from Rav Yitzchak Barbizna in the name of Rav Shimei It says two expressions that are contradictory. In one place it says, when you touch them, bahem, okay, that sounds like them in their entirety. And then it says, uh, mayhem, from them, meaning if it's not, even if they're not fully intact. So what, is it bahem, then, it, then it's not mayhem. If it's mayhem, then it doesn't need to be bahem. So it's contradictory. So the answer is, if it's lach, so then even mayhem. <laughs> but if it's yavesh, so then only will be conveyed to when it's bahem, when it's, when it's fully intact. Talked about based on this, the zvugi de mechuzah. Okay, the zvugi mechuzah are like these toads that were in this town. He, so the, when it's shulden kayemes, they're tummy. And Rishonish says um, that if you have a sheretz that burnt, now okay, but it still has its form. Okay, uh, so kayemes, uh, so so shulden kayemes is still going to be tummy. Uh, same question. We said, I thought we learned that uh, that if you find the sherets that's burnt, that's on top of the olives, or a garment that's worn out, that's uh, that's on top of the olives. So normally you'd say those things are probably tummy, and therefore it make the things tummy. But we say no. We go by what you how the state that you find it in. We assume is the state that it came that it came to contact. And if that's the case, since uh, in this dried out state it's not tummy, or this worn out state it's not a tummy garment, so therefore it's not a problem. It's kishas mitzias, and that's basically the idea, and therefore it's tar. So um, yeah, that sounds like a sherat saruf is tar. So what is it? Is sherat saruf tummy or tar? The answer is it depends. If it's chilled gamas, then it's tummy. If it's not, then it's tar. So that's the idea, and that was the basic answer uh, to that as well. Next, we said that uh, the list of things that are only b'tamalach and not yavesh, and uh, we went through all of them. So we talked about, so uh, we mentioned that the zav flow itself is metama only lach not yavesh, only when it's liquid, and that's based on the puzzle. It says roar bizarro. So roar implies liquidy. Okay. Uh, what about the keicho neo and roko, the phlegm? Mucus or whatever, uh, saliva, so all of those. It says kiyaruk hazav, anything as is kein rok. So it has to be as uh, rok is comes out in a liquid form, and that's the idea. Something is frozen, like have a frozen yeah. food. Is that, is that considered glass or not? It's a very interesting question. I think is a famous chuva of Moshan had a look at ice cream. Is ice cream a food or a drink? It's not good for certain things. I forgot what he says, but uh, mm-hmm. it's a big. It's a. It's an interesting. Uh, it's brought down. People deal with this question. Uh, frozen, you know, like uh, anyway. I forgot why what it was relevant to shiurim. You know, I don't know. Anyway, anyway. So, say <coughs> so, so you could look at it in the Gersmush, it's the ice cream chuva. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
You give me homework? Oh, no, whatever. I'll, if, I, I'll, if I find it, I'll find out what he paskins. I don't know. Anyway, it's an interesting question. Um, that time, they didn't have frozen stuff. There was some... They talk about some cases of frozen... Uh, you know. Yeah, it was a winter We had it, we had it in the, the wines. Uh, I don't know if you remember. There was uh, some cases. Kofui, whatever. It's discussed a little bit. Anyway. Um, brings us to the next thing. Um, Sheretz. So Sheretz, how do you know that it's only Lachan and Yavesh? It says Bimoson. As they are when they die, which is usually not dried up. Okay, Meshich um, Vazera, because it has to be Roy Lazria, has to be able to impregnate. Nevela, because it also says Kiyamos, so it's Kein Misa. Okay. Now, we did say that there's a major leniency. If it's able to be rehydrated by soaking in warm water, so then that would basically give it back. It's, even if it's dry now, it still have a status if it's fresh. So, Rabbi Yirmiya, what question is that it says it's to soak in warm water. What do you mean by soaking in warm water? Do you mean warm water that remains for 24 hours warm? Meaning it's being kept warm. It's on a, it's on a, you know, it's on the blech, whatever, kept warm. Or do you mean, um, or does it just have to start off warm, and even if it sits in the same warm, what was at one point is when it started warm water, and then it has, obviously it's going to go down to room temperature, as the uh, as the time goes on, so the, which which do you need? So uh, we brought a riot to that. Um, it's actually machlokas between Yudip and Akuso. Says that it's meislais, but uh, it's only trilaso, even though the end is not meislais. And then Reb Shem Gamliel says no, it has to be poshur meislais. It has to be kept warm meislais. Discussion last night. I'm not sure what is the actual temperature for poshur mayim poshur. I don't know, but uh, it's supposed to feel warm to the touch, so about 100 degrees, something like that, but uh, not the boiling, I don't know. I don't know, there was, but I don't know what my impotion means. Uh, lukewarm, basically something that's going to be not hot enough for a hot drink, but, uh, you know, but uh, definitely warm. You know, warm enough to wash your, wash your, your hands and whatever. Okay. Next is uh, Rabbi Yossi talked about Psar Mace, and uh, he, he seems to be saying that, uh, that Psar Mace, that once it's uh, dried out, <laughs> even though he said it's Metamalach and Yavesh, he's saying that if it's so dry, it's not even going to be Metam Yavesh. So the Gemara qualifies that. It doesn't mean that it's Torah completely, it just means that it's not Metame as the Shear of a Kezayis. But it does have a Tumah of Yavesh. Yavesh has its own Shurim. Um, which is the tome, the tome of uh, Thomas Rekev, which is a shear of a ladle. It's not the same size. It's a little bigger. And that's the requirement as well for here. And, uh, and, that's, the, and that's what he's saying. Okay. Bringing us to the new Mishnah. The Mishnah says that when you find the Sheretz in a Mavoy, so it's Metama, that, uh, that retroactively, because we don't know when that Sheretz came there. And it's retroactively till you can say, I know that it wasn't there before this time because I checked it at that point and I know there was nothing there. So it must have come afterwards. That's basically what we're saying. If you, or either you did that or you swept it. That also qualifies. The same is true by a stain. If you find a stain in a garment, it's going to be retroactively till you could say, I know for a fact I checked it and it wasn't there at that point in time. So we'd only use metama up to then and not past then. But, or he, the, it was laundered. Those are the two options for that as well. 
And uh, we did see an interesting sheet of Rav Shimon in the Mishnah that says that uh, that if it's dried out, then it's metam lemafreya for a very long time. But if it's fresh, then it's only metama insofar that it's capable of coming there and still being fresh today. Right now, that's uh, only then. But it would never look that way anyway. So that's the uh, you know if if you. It, it obviously limits how far it could go back because it wouldn't look fresh if it was from a very long time ago. So a couple of hours maximum, whatever, however long it takes to dry up. Okay, so the question Gemara wanted to know first is what is the quality of uh, sweeping? Is the sweeping because not that is is that the the main point is that when sweeping, typically you're checking and you would have noticed it. So that's the that's why that's why sweeping is the same thing as checking. Or is that the sweeping itself is that you probably would have swept it away. Not that sweeping is equivalent to checking. What's the practical difference between the two explanations? Practical difference is either you, the person was asked, did you check when you swept? And he said, no, I just swept without checking. Modern day example is that, look, I just pressed the button on the Roomba and it went. It, it wasn't uh, checking for anything. It was just sweeping. But if this point is that it gets swept up, it gets swept up. That's the idea. Um, and uh, the other shot is, is that or it was found in a crevice. So the sweeping, if you, you know, if it, sweeping doesn't natu- naturally sweep it up. But if it's because of the check, well, you would check. If you're checking, you're checking in the crevices as well. And you would have noticed that too. Okay, that same question is really also manifest in the case of the stain. And the stain also can ask the question, what is it, the thing about laundering? Is the laundering is when typically doing laundry, there's a process of checking and you would have checked it? Or is the laundering itself what would have laundered it out? So that is the suffix that we had as there, over there as well. And the nafkamina will be if the person says specifically, I just laundered it and I specifically did not look. Or it was in one of the folds of the garment, which if you checking, you would have checked even in the folds for a stain. But if you're laundering, if it's just laundered, the, the laundering does not work very well on the folds what's inside, you know. So that's the difference. Anyway, so um, we brought a raya. Rabbeir says that the real pshat of the sheretz, that's nimsa b'mavoy, is metamal mafreya until he says he checked it. Or... He swept it because when people sweep, they they check when they're sweeping, okay. And the same thing by the by the stain, is the reason why is because people check when the women check when they're doing the laundry. So that's the that's the real pshat. is has to do with the checking. It's not the sweeping or laundering that is the main point, okay. Now we did see an interesting op- 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 option that uh, Rav Acha presented. He says that. Why? Well, what you could do is you could re. You're not sure when this stain when the stain came before the laundry or a, or after. So go ahead and re-launder it. If it gets we lighter, so then you know that it was there from after uh, laundering, and therefore you shouldn't be metame past <coughs> past the previous laundering. But if you see that the stain remains completely after laundering, so then obviously it was it could it's uh, there's no reason to assume that it wasn't there before. The last time you laundered it, um, Rabbi Rabbi says that there's actually, if you look, you could see, uh, you, there's visual differences between one that's been laundered, that came after laundering, or the one that was there from before laundering, because the one that was there from before laundering will, by definition, be much 
deeper into the stain, and the other one just sits more on the surface, and that's the difference. So basically, you could look at the clues and indicate that itself would indicate from when this mm-hmm. occurred. Okay. Next, we talked about is uh, um, we mentioned metamalach. Uh, whether Lach or Yavish, at the end of the Mishnah, anyway. So Rabbi Lazar says that's only true by a Sheretz, but by a stain, uh, even Lach is Metamed Lamafreya. Because maybe the Pshad is, is that uh, it was Yavish, um, it was Yavish, and then water fell on it and made it look fresh. That could be over there. But by Sheretz, you know, that. In other words, by sheretz, you could tell if it's a recent sheretz or an old sheretz. But by the stain, even if it looks fresh, he disagrees with the, with the conclusion that we saw earlier. And the reason is, is because maybe it got wet afterwards, and that's what's making it look fresh now. So the Gemara says, um, why isn't that a possibility by the sheretz? The sheretz has been sitting here a long time, but it uh, looks fresh because it got wet. Gemara so says, even if it would have gotten wet, it, wouldn't, it certainly wouldn't constitute it back to the way it was. Well, you know, before before that, it's never the same. All right, brought us to the new Mishnah talking about stains that come from the place of called Rechem, which is on the border of Eretz Yisrael, and uh, we say that it's tar. We don't assume it's coming from Jewish area. Rabbi Yudah says it's tamei because those people who live in Kare, in Rechem are gerim, but they're gerim that are toe. They're not clear, careful, and they're staining. And therefore, they, um, they, we worry that they are tummy. If it comes from amongst Goyim, then they're Tohar, because Goyim, the Goyim stains the arm metame. It's only uh, for a Jew. And if it's coming from Israel or from the Gutim, so it's Machlag, as Rameir says it's tummy. And the Chachamim say it's Tohar, because we don't, they're not Choshed, Chashud, the, even the, the Sumerians are careful about their, stain, their stains. So the Gemaras came to the conclusion that not only is this true from Rechem, the halacha, that it's Torin, but even from Talmud as well. And Rabbi Yochanan says, based on that, comes out that we could accept Gerim from Talmud, because we don't assume that, they're, that the, the people from Talmud are basically Mamzerim, or, you know, Jewish, mm-hmm. that, uh, that aren't, aren't careful in things, and maybe they've they had relations with the Gentile, could render the child into a Mamzer. We don't worry about that. We accept the Gerim, finished. So the Gemara says, I, Rabbi Yochanan and Savya both say that we don't accept Gerim from Talmud. So maybe you'll say that Rabbi Yochanan was saying that's what this mission indicates, but I'm not necessarily agreeing with that. The problem with that is the Paskin is always like this, not Mishnah. So the Gemara says it's Amoroim, and they're arguing as far as what is Rabbi Yochanan hold over here. Brings us to the next thing we said, being Yisrael. So the question is, if you're getting from Yisrael, it's also Tar, so then who's Stains are tummy, okay? Meaning the Goyim stains we know is tar. The Jews' ones are also tar. So then where's the Toma ones? Okay, so the Gemara answers, you're right, it's missing part of it. If it's from Yisrael, then it's tummy. If it's from Kutim, then it's Machlokas. Rameir says tummy because he says they're Geri Emes. say tar because they're Geri Arayos. And if that's true, so then that doesn't fit in. Because if the rabbis are going that they're Geri Arayos, that's why it's tar. So why they say lo al kismen? They're not suspect on their stains. That's not the thing to do with that. It has to, so the answer is it's because they're Gary Arayas. They're not Jewish. So therefore, we fix the text and it's saying like this: if it's from Jews or Kutim, 
it's Tameh, because Kutim and Keri Emes, according to him. Mm-hmm. If you find in Jewish cities, completely Jewish cities, they're Torah, because we don't, they're not Chashud on their Kizmin. <laughs> if they let something with a stain out, it must not have been a stain from Nida, because mm-hmm. they're on to keep Tumata and Taira. And they hide it until they can launder it out. If they find it in a, a city of Kutim, so then it's Machlok, as Ramir says, Tameh, because they're Chashud on their Kizmin. They're both assuming that the Samaritans are Jewish, and the Chama Metar because they're not Nechshad al Kisman because they're careful about hiding their stains as well, and that is as far as we got yesterday.